This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Parshas Truma, Perek Chav Hei, Pasuk Chav Gimel. Ba'asisa Shochan Atzei Shitim. You should make a Shochan out of Akesha Wood. Amasai Markova, Amarachova, Amavachitzi Kamaso. Two Amas is how long it is. One Amas is how wide it is. An am and a half is how high it is. And in Pasuk Lama, we'll skip to Pasuk Lama, in Asata al-Shochan Lechem Panam Lufanai Tamid, you should put on the table in front of me Lechem Apanam. You should have the Lechem Apanam in front of me at all times. Now, the simple question here is, what was the point of the Shochan? Why do we need it? Granted, you need a place to put the Lechem Apanam, but it seems that the Shochan would have been there Right, even if the lechem opponent couldn't be made for whatever reason, the shulchan was there no matter what. So, what was the point of it? So, the chizkuni says the purpose of the shulchan is clear. It's a true honor to the king to invite all of his servants and people and feed them as well as take care of them. This shulchan shows that Hashem wants us to eat at his table, so to speak, and be together with them. Why would a king invite his certain servants to his house and eat with him? Says the chizkuni to show them that he can provide all of their needs. There's no need for them to go elsewhere to get anything else. A king needs to keep his closest servants as close to him as possible so they don't run away and go elsewhere. Rashi tells us in Chavdala that the Shulchan stood for riches and greatness, which is why it had a, a crown of gold on top, and possibly even two of them, as you say, the table of kings, that this stands for riches and greatness. The Ramban says exactly so. When Hashem created the world, He created it in a way that it would keep running through a process we now call nature. He said He would never have to create anything from nothing ever again. As long as there is something as a shoresh, a root, then a bracha can be chal, and more brachos can be added to it. And that's how the world works. The world works as nothing new is created, is just something exists, and then something can be added. And it's so too when it comes to bracha as well. And we see this from Elisha, that Elisha told the, the, the woman that she should get as many jugs and jars as she can and fill this so that they'll be filled up with oil. As long as this shulchan was filled with bread, the lechem aponim, then the world was able to receive its nourishment in Parnasa. The same idea is in Tainus, Chav Gimel with the Chanina Medosa and the rain in the Kav of Caribs that he received weekly. Rabbeinu Bechaya says, that's why the word shulchan comes from the word sholeach. He is sending us what we need through the lechem upon him on this shulchan. That's the idea of the word shulchan over here. That's the concept. The same idea comes from the Baba Sali. The Baba Sali was famous for his ar- arak pouring, where he would pour everyone in the room a glass of arak from a bottle that he had covered with a cloth. The same idea over here is that is once you have a shorish, once you have something where it all comes come from, then everything stems from it. Rav Hirsch explains all of this in his simple yet elegant fashion, saying that the shulchan held the bread and the Lavona, the frankincense. It would seem obvious that bread represents nourishment, while smell represents our satisfaction we have in something. Together, that becomes prosperity. And the shulchan, therefore, becomes the source of such prosperity, developing the material aspect of the state, as he calls it. Right? Everything is about that. And that's really what Rashi was saying, riches and greatness. This is why it had to be made of wood, which is always used to denote growth and always constant development, that the country grows and prospers with its natural resources and all of its achievements. The gold that surrounds the wood stands for stability and strength. That we should take our material growth and become better people because of it. The basic idea is that everything we do, Parnassus-wise, must have a firm foundation, which really is a perfect lesson for life. There must be a real basis for any job we get ourselves into. That means we can never do anything usher in order to make a little bit more money. Unfortunately, we find many Jews who allow themselves some leniencies in business practices in order to make a quick buck, usually with the rationale of, I need to pay my children's tuition. Therefore, we call this the Shulchan Atohor. It's got to be made of something pure. It has to be something which is pure in the purest way possible where everything goes well in the right way. Miyamaloi says the effect on us is simple. 
if we're Zohar to sit at the table of Hashem, we'll find Parnassah coming to us in a very easy fashion without too much effort. If not, Chas Hashem, then no matter what we do, nothing goes right. This is not talking about an individual, but rather the seaboard as a whole. The concept is, is that we need to make sure that things happen. We sit down at the table of Hashem, and then all of a sudden things happen to us. So what can you do? How do you make sure that you're sitting at the table of Hashem? Every table should have divrei Torah being set at it, to raise the level of the meal to something higher and greater. In fact, he says, the reason why he wrote this Sefer in the first place, the purpose of the Miam Loez, was that everybody would have something to say in the language they found easiest to understand. No one would have an excuse not to have divrei Torah at their Shabbos table. That's why he wrote in Latino, Ladino, instead of Hebrew, so that everybody would be able to understand it. Every time someone speaks Divrei Torah at the table, a malach comes down, takes his words, and creates a shulchan out of it, and presents it to Hashem above for his approval. There is no middle ground. Without words of Torah, in Pirkei we call that eating from Zivchei Mesim, which only sounds good to many cannibals. There's another minute that people have to always bring bread right back before Benshin in order to make sure there's lechem tummy before him to allow the brachas to be chal on that bread and continue to expand. By Benshin, one should also take off the chal knife because the mizbeach was not allowed to be made with anything metal, something that would shorten one's life. So we took that knife off of the table and we put bread on. The shach says you should always try to invite Tamini Chamin over to your table in order to impress your kids the importance of supporting Tamini Chamin and because they'll raise the level of your table quite a bit. That's why the Parsha of the Aron is put right by the Parsha of the Shulchan, right? The Aron stands for the Sefer Torah or a Talmud Chacham and the Shulchan stands for the Mepharnes. Thus, Shulchan is Shel Chacham Nosan. That's what the first letters are. If you cannot do that for whatever reason, then you say out Divrei Torah from Talmud Chachamim instead. The Torah Shlema says there are eight psukim about the Shulchan, and seven of them start with a vav. Well, one starts with a lamed, that's 30, plus six times seven, which is 42. Altogether, 30 and 42 is 72 for the Shemayim Beis. The hint, right, the hint is, is that the Shulchan that's treated correctly with Divrei Torah and Kedusha has the Shechina resting upon it, similar to the Mizbeach. In Gematria, the Rabbeinu Ephraim says Shulchan is 388, which is the same as Misameach and Zesh Shalom, because when there's bread in the house, everyone's happy. There's no fights. Such peace and happiness between everyone leads to the best possible th- situation that we can think of, Mashiach. That's why Shulchan is the same gematria as Le Mashiach as well. On the other hand, if people abuse the food that they have or use the table to sit around and waste their time, then it becomes Le Nachash, used for Tuma. So Shulchan is Misameach, Zesh Shalom, Le Mashiach, as well as Le Nachash. The Shach says that improper food feeds the Yitzhahara. You can often see after you eat certain foods, you have a tendency to do certain things or it takes away your filter a little bit. The Hasidim say every food is filled with sparks of Kedusha, which is why you have a desire for food and it smells delicious to you. Those sparks cannot be released without making a bracha. Once your bracha is made, you make your meal into a holy meal. You have the ability to bring up those Nitzotas of Kedusha, those sparks, and take in that Kedusha for yourself. The Torah Shleiman brings a medrash that the Shulchan was put in the north and the Yitzhahara is called Sphoni since it comes from the north and resides on the left side of the person. The north is always considered the left side because when we face the east, north is always on the left. And it is the reason why we put our tefillin on our left arm instead of our right. For the same reason, a knockdown of Yitzhahara. This is a remiss to what happens when you use your table incorrectly, allowing the Yitzhahara to rule it and take over. Yalkut Reni says Shlomo Melech recognized the power of the Shulchan and how the bracha inherent within allows for more Parnassah and Gashmias. And that's why he set up his famous throne, which is spoken about at Tor- in Targum Sheni at the beginning of Megillus Esther, according to the numbers mentioned above. Twelve Lechem upon him were the twelve lions surrounding the six steps for each level it went up. There were two other lions on top for the two jars of frankincense as well. He made ten more Shulchanos so that there would be added Parnassah. And of course, we know the Jews were never as wealthy as they were in Shlomo Melech's time, right? Everybody was extremely 
extremely wealthy during that time, and maybe because Shlomo Malach understood how the power of the Shulchan worked. The Sforna says, after the Aron Kodesh, the seat of the Shechina Kaviyachal, we now go into the other kalim that a king would have, like a table and a candelabra, both of which show his chashivas and his greatness. There are two jobs that a king has to do for his nation. Number one is running them properly and judging them according to who they are and what they're doing. Number two, protecting them from enemies outside and making his people feel safe. For these reasons, the Shulchan has two crowns, each one representing one of the jobs the king has. One is on the Shulchan to show that he is mefarnes them and taking care of them from within. The other is on the misgeres, keeping the wrong people out. The word misgeres comes from the word soger, to keep people out. That's how the Sforno understands why there's two crowns and where they were. The Kliakr says, according to this idea, the length and width of the Shulchan was purposely made with even numbers to show an end and limitations. This ends to tzadikim, who are happy with their lot and want nothing more than what they have. Whether they have a literal lot, it doesn't matter. They realize this is what HaKadosh Baruch has given to them. They accept it happily, and it seems they have everything they need. Yaakov Avinu's Mido was exactly that. Yesh Li Kol. I've got everything. I don't need anything more. I had a friend whose family refused to support him in learning. He married a Gioris who also had absolutely nothing and they sacrificed everything they had to learn Torah. They were given a strange socket only the greatest tzaddikim or the biggest fools can use. Don't look at your bank account. Put money in. Take out what you need. Only what you need. Nothing more than that. Nothing that what you want. And that way it'll work. It somehow worked. Three years that I knew him not once did he look in, and I couldn't believe it. It was 100% true. Somehow he was able to survive. On the other hand, the height is one and a half amos. To show that no matter how much you have, you should always remain broken without an ego. You should never think how great you are because Hashem has granted you so much. That's the idea of how it is to break yourself. One and a half amos. I'm never fully there. I would say it a bit differently. When it comes to ruchnis, you should always strive for more. Whenever it comes to your height and trying to go up, Never be satisfied with what you have. The further you push yourself, the more you'll be able to do. We see that from Rebbe Elias ben Horkness at the beginning of Pirkei de Rebbe Eliezer. It's an obvious idea. From this, we get the Maimar Chazal and Baba Basra. It's on Chof Hei Omen Beis. Harot Shiashir, Yatspin. Somebody who wants to become wealthy should lean toward the north when he is davening. Since the Shulchan was in the north and it represents your Parnasa, therefore you should lean toward the north. Dorash David says, the half Amma mentioned here says, shows that you should try your hardest to fulfill the needs of those who aren't as fortunate as you. They should be blessed with wealth and whatever they need. And if you could be a part of that, giving up something that's yours, hence the half, so that they can gain something, that would be the best thing possible. Make sure that you're a half in order that they get everything that they need. The Rabbin Bachaya brings a pasuk in Yecheskel. Mem Aleph Chav Beis, where it says, Vamizbech eight shlosh amos. The Mizbech was made of wood, three amos tall. Vayidabre lai, zeh sholchan this is the table in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Brachos. And then Hayim Abayz, the Gemara asks why the Pusik starts off with the word Mizbeach and ends with the word Sholchan. Chazal answered that nowadays when there's no base of Mikdash, we can no longer bring Korbanos on the Mizbeach. A person can only get his Kapara through the Sholchan. There was a minig of the Hasidim in France that when someone would die, they would take his dining room table, chop it up, and use the wood to make the nifter's coffin. To show everyone that you do not bring anything with you in the next world. The only thing you do is the tzedakah and the chesed that you do. You do in this world. Feeding the poor people at your table and making sure they have something to eat. So this table is brought with you 
into Olam Abba. Thus, Chazal say there in Brachos, If you spend a lot of time at your table, you'll have long time, you'll long years and long days. Now, that doesn't make any sense. What does that mean? You spend a long time at your table, all of a sudden you're getting Olam Abba. What, by eating a lot, you're going to get Olam Abba? No. During the time you spend eating your meal, more and more poor people will come by. You'll have the opportunity to serve many of them. And this way, your own table becomes the reason why you get to do more mitzvahs, adding years to your life. The Shach says this is hinted to in the word Shulchan. Shmor Lekvura Chesed Nedivu This is what is kept for your Kvura, the Chesed, and your generousness. Now, granted, nowadays that might not be so very. How often is it that poor people come and knock on your door and you end up inviting them in? But the concept is still true. The concept is Marich Lo Al Shulchano, that the more you invite people over and you have people, that makes it a little bit better. There are four things that one can do in order to assure that our Shulchan is giving us a proper Kapara. This is brought down by the Yaukut Mamarin. Number one, assure that the kashas of the food you're eating. Only eat things that have a proper hachshar and are healthy. Number two, eating with derech eretz, the way you would while on a date with a girl that you like, not with a person that you don't like, but eating with normal derech eretz. Number three, making the brachos slowly and properly, the correct brachos for each food. And number four, trying your hardest to steer the conversations toward positive things instead of Lashon Hara, late Sanas, or Devaram Betelim. In fact, the great Makubal, Rav Shalom Sharabi, told people to say Parsha Sekhtaris and Perik Ezu Mekomen every day at your meal as if it was your Mizbeach. If done correctly, the Alshach says you can turn your meal into a meal of Gan Eden because the word Shitim, the Atze Shitim that was used to make the Shulchan is 359 is a gematra of Eretz Chaim. The Sefer Torah Chaim Be'amunah says one should do tshuva at his table for this reason as well, that one should always have tshuva there. We know that Shabbat should be special, but Rabbi Yosef took it to a different level when it comes to something like this, turning your Shabbos meal into something special. Rabbi Yosef one time came to a Rav's house in New York, came to the house, and he, he asked him if he could see the room that he and his Rabbinit were staying in. The Rav took him all the way up to, the, to where he was staying. The Rev, Rav looked around and said, it's a very nice room. He said, is there any part of the room where I could sit and learn and the light won't disturb my Rebbetzin? So the rabbi who was hosting him looked around and saw that there was, there was no place. There was nothing there. He said, I'm sorry, I, I don't think there's anything there. Ravadi Yosef said, what's that over there? He saw a closet. He said, that's a closet. He opens up the closet. He said, can we fit a chair in there? So they fit a folding chair inside there and a little tiny, tiny like uh, like um, table that they were able to put in, in which they piled up all of Rabbi Yosef's farm. Everything was inside there. That night, which was crazy, he spent that night learning inside the closet, kept the light on, closed the door. No air, no fresh air. That's how he learned. So the next morning, the, the Rav was already out of the house. He had already gone to Vasikin. The rabbi came down, saw the Rabbanit, and said to the Rabbanit, how was your sleep last night? The Rabbanit said, great. My husband learned the entire night in the closet. He said, the entire night in a closet? Well, Vadi Yosef doesn't waste a second on Shabbos sleeping. How can you waste your time on Shabbos sleeping? There's so much to do. Shabbos is such an awesome day. So what does he do? He sits there and he learns all day long, but he doesn't want to disturb others. So this time, he said it was an unbelievable Shabbos. He was able to sit and learn by himself without worrying about anything whatsoever, left the light on, and sat in a closet learning during the entire night. Unbelievable. That's somebody who knows what to do with himself and how to make a proper kapara. Granted, that's not about the shulchan itself. It's about a great human being. The Chidot says there's a hint here that we should be like the shulchan. The asisa 
you should make yourself into a shulchan, just like the shulchan always had lechem upon him on it. You should always have the lechem of Torah with you constantly. And what that means is you should always consider what the Torah would say about this and that. Instead of constantly thinking of some movie line that the Gemara reminds you of, you should do the opposite. You should watch a movie and think, that reminds me of a Gemara I once learned. As we said before, there was a crown on the shulchan, possibly two. The difference between this and the Aron was that by the Aron, the crown was made of the Aron itself, while the shulchan had a crown added to it from the outside. What's the difference between the two? Tam Bidas, Rav Strombach says, this hints to a Talmud Chacham being honored. And he's given a crown because of the Torah that he has from within. That's the Aron Kodesh, a Talmud Chacham being honored and given the crown because of what he already has within him. While the Shulchan refers to riches and wealth, and a person should never be honored because of his wealth, but rather because of his own accomplishments and achievements from without so to speak, the things that he does with his wealth. The Ben Yishchai Nodi Yosechai says, real Torah is only found by people who take things to heart and really think about what they're doing, not just learning because they have to. Only when it hits you on the inside does it really affect you. The word lave, when spelled out, adds the letters midis, right? If you spell everything there, lamid is lamid mem dalid, bez is bez yud saf. So if you take the hidden letters, there is mem dalid yud saf. Those are the letters of tamid. Because a person should constantly be internalizing what he is learning and putting into the heart. If you haven't become a better person after learning morning Seder, meaning you walk out of shir and then skip the line for lunch and skip other people, don't make a bracha, you haven't internalized your learning yet. It hasn't hit your lave, says the Ben Yishchai. Sometimes learning actually turns you into a worse person. Thus, linachash, as we talked about before, everything becomes about you and not about Hashem or anyone else. The Ksav Sofer says this all hints to the Maimur Chazal, the one should eat bread with salt, that's the best thing to have to rid yourself of any sicknesses you might have. Even if you have the means or the ability to have something much tastier or better, nonetheless, it's better to only eat what's necessary instead of fulfilling one's taivas. That defined what Rabbi Yudah Nasi did in Kuf Gimel and Mabez and Ksuvas, who was extremely wealthy, and his table was always filled with every food you can think of. Yet he himself raised his ten fingers to the heavens when he was dying. And he said he had not benefited one iota of all of his riches. That's the pshat. You take the riches and you do it for your friends, your orchim, not for yourself. This is why the Lechem Apanu was just eaten by the Kohanim, had a magical property to it. You ate just a little bit of it, you felt full. Because that's the whole point of the Shulchan, to not have to need more than what you have. This doesn't mean you have to live your life without taiva. It means you live your life recognizing what taiva is and what it isn't. You may not be able to defeat your Yitzhar every time, but at least know how he works and what he's doing. That's the concept of the Shulchan. So to go over, what we talked about today was, number one, what the point of the Shulchan was. The Chizkuni understands it as the king. Rashi says riches and greatness. Ramban understands it as nature itself. Something that gets to us. The Rav Hirsch says the two different parts. The Shulchan, the bread and the frankincense, to refer, refer to our prosperity and our development with gold on the outside limiting us, but the wood constantly growing. Demi Amloay says what we're Zilcha to when we sit together. Rabbi Ephraim said the Shulchan has certain gematrias. The Shach uses it to explain how the Yitzhar refers to the Torah Shlein as well. Yaakov says, Shlomo Melech recognized this. The Sforno says how there are two things that one can learn from the Shulchan. The Kliyakr says how the height goes up and is in half in order for us to be able to limit ourselves, in order to knock down our egos, so to speak. The Dorash David talks about it as well, to fulfill those who are always looking at yourself as half and try to help out other people. The Rabbin Bahaya, we talked about the Mizbeach versus the Shulchan itself. There are four things we can do in order to bring our proper, proper uh, Kapara, said the Yaakov Mamarim. Afterward, we said the Chidah, as well as the Tamidas and the Od Yosef Chai and the Ben Chai, and we ended with the Ksav Sofra trying to control our Taivas. Have a good Shabbos, everyone.